Welcome to the Strategic Leader Podcast, a program all about transforming minds and developing leaders. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the emerging leader in you. Now, here is your leadership mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Leader Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to episode 129 of the Strategic Leader Podcast. Great to have you with us today. Hey, we're gathering emerging leaders together from all over the world in this online community, and we are focusing on personal and leadership development. Today, I am so privileged to introduce you to Dr. Sam Chan, one of the world's leading authorities in leadership. We're going to be talking about leadership pain. I can't wait to share this special moment with you. Well, greetings, everyone. Great to have you with us again this week on the program, and it's going to be a fantastic time together. In my lifetime, I have met and gotten to know some of the most significant leaders in my generation. I've been so fortunate, so blessed to have made acquaintances and sometimes even friends with some great ones, some great leaders. One of those men is Dr. Sam Chand. He and I met some 15 years ago, and he has been a very meaningful voice in my life and one of the people who has shaped my leadership, my ministry, my business, and has had a great impact on me, not only in our time that we occasionally get to spend together, but also through the work that he does, through his coaching, his consulting, his books, and all the videos that he produces, everything that he does is just making such a huge impact. I'm going to tell you about him real quickly. Sam Chan is a dream releaser. And as a dream releaser, he serves pastors, parachurch ministries, businesses, foundations, nonprofits. He is a leadership architect and a change strategist. He works with some of the most prolific companies and ministries from around the world. He has served personally as a senior pastor, as a university president, as a chancellor, and as a president emeritus. And he consults mentors and coaches some of the country's largest church pastors, speaks regularly at leadership conferences, corporations, leadership roundtables, churches, ministry and leadership conferences, seminars, all types of other leadership development opportunities. He has he has named one of the most top influential leadership gurus in the world. His singular vision for his life is to help other people succeed. Dr. Chan develops leaders through consultations, leadership resources such as books, CDs, his speaking engagements. Leaders from all over the world are utilizing Dr. Chan's materials but also tapping into his wisdom in order that they might become more effective at what they're doing. Last week, I was honored to sit down with Dr. Chan and visit with him for several hours. And I have to tell you that uh, a part of that was very selfish because I leveraged the time that I had with him to draw from his wisdom and his experience. And, And as always, he was able to shine a beautiful light into some things that I'm working on and working with right now and help me to see more clearly where I'm going. And after our visit, he was gracious enough to sit down with me and do this interview so you 
could benefit from his great experience and great wisdom. We talked about a very real issue, one that I'm very fond of, and that is the topic of leadership pain. So I want us to go right now to my interview with Dr. Chand, and we are talking about the process that leaders go through in order to grow their leadership influence. Specifically, we're talking about leadership pain. Dr. Chan, it is an honor to have you on the Strategic Leader Podcast, man. Thank you. Oh, what a joy to be with you. Great to see you again. You and I go back a little ways. I mean, at least 15 years or so. Yeah, yeah. It's been a great journey and uh, God connects lives and we've been able to do a lot of stuff together and it's just great to see what you are doing and the people you're reaching with your podcast and and God's really blessed you with a great message and a great leadership head and you're helping so many. Congratulations. I, I just appreciate that so much coming from you it's a it means a lot and uh, you and I have walked together through a number of things over the years we've been in Zimbabwe together in South Africa together we've been in other places around the states together uh, I've read so many of your books and followed your leadership you are in fact you're a guru man I'm just I'm pumped to have you sitting here with me today it's crazy I don't even know what guru means I know can you spell that <laughs> Uh, listen, tell us a little bit about Sam Chan. Give me a, just a quick backdrop on who is the man and, and what brought you to this point in your life. Sam Chan is originally from India. You could not guess that, I I'm sure. I never guessed Never it. could have guessed it, but if I sound familiar to the guy who sells your gas or your laundromat, that's me right there, <laughs> or your tech support, that might be me, you know? So uh, I came to America when I was 20, born and raised in a pastor's home in India. I uh, came to uh, college in Atlanta in, uh, when I was 20 in 1973. I'll, this year, I'll be 64. So it's been a good journey after I graduated from there. I was a youth pastor, then I was a senior pastor, youth pastor in Oregon, senior pastor in Michigan, and then the Lord and His divine grace and mercy brought me back to Atlanta, USA, to be president of the same college that I used to be a janitor, breakfast cook, and dishwasher at. So that's oh, wow. a great story in itself as to the favor of God, and uh, so I remain grateful to Him. I think that's what He does in our lives. So I was there for president for 15 years. And then I resigned in 2003 to do what I do now, which is basically just help other people realize their dreams, help other people succeed. That's incredible. Uh, where are we right now? And by we, I mean just the world in general, maybe the American culture. Uh, much of my audience is here, some around the world. But where do you see the culture in general as it relates to leadership? Because I know that's a, a thing that's close to your heart. I think culture in general is uh, understanding that unless we uh, create leaders for the future, our sustainability and our scalability is extremely limited. So uh, everyone's leaning into this leadership thing. However, uh, there are so many different genres of leadership, so many different philosophies of leadership, uh, so many different ways of looking at leadership. And I just say to people... Just be thinking about leadership because it is important to know uh, that unless you develop leaders around you, you are a one generation person, if that, 
at best. So when you start developing leaders around you, you start realizing that you need to grow yourself as a leader. You cannot develop others right. without growing yourself. So one of the amazing things I'm looking at, uh, Pastor Brian, is the whole idea of huge uh or organizational leaders, corporate leaders, ministry marketplace, sacred, secular. Um, I'm seeing the top guys and ladies honing their own leadership. Mm-hmm. I just got back from Manila. I was a pastor who has uh, 60 locations around Manila, over 300,000 people in attendance on all those lo- locations. Humongous building, 9,000 seat auditorium. This is crazy, crazy big. But when I got with him at his home just for dinner, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, he's just pumping me for leadership. And I see that everywhere. I see top leaders, people who write books on leadership, Mm. People traveling to conference and leadership are always reminding themselves that unless we grow as leaders, we will not be able to grow the people around us as leaders. That's amazing. You you used a phrase many years ago when I first met you, you have to grow or you have to go. Uh-huh. I will never forget that. <laughs> and interestingly enough, I talk to especially pastors uh, quite often who are for whatever reason, burned out, stressed out, uh, crashing and burning, just at their wit's end. How much of that do you think is because at some point they, as a leader, stopped investing in themselves and growing themselves? That's really easy to do because there's the busyness Mm. that comes into a person's life. You know, and, and in corporate terms, we would say you start, you stop working, you start working in the business, but not on the business, right. you know? So that's become a cliche, but more than a cliche, it's really true that way. Because you, you just get busy answering emails, uh, going to meetings. I mean, isn't that crazy? You know, death by meetings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's just a, you, you get, you get busy for the next deal, you know, looking for the next account. You're looking for more members if you're a pastor. You're looking for, uh, more, uh, uh, f- uh, staff and funding and uh, venture capitalists and so on and so forth for your business. So, so you can just get busy and you start neglecting yourself. There's the first person that you do is you neglect yourself. But yeah, I think the best analogy for that is when you get on the airplane and they come on there and you know they say uh, in case uh, the pressure goes down, there'll be oxygen mask that will fall. Yeah, yeah. But if you're traveling with a child, put yours on first and then the child's mask because it is counterintuitive. We want to save the people around us us yeah but they're saying unless you live they won't live exactly and i and i just think every leader listening to us right now has to stop and say ask himself but there's one simple question in the last two weeks what did i do for my own personal leadership development that's Absolutely. a good question, a uh, question. And, and if they say well i did this 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 i think that stop and ask the question that's great what are you going to do next? If you haven't done that, then I think you need to say, hmm, that gives me pause to think about that and I need to do something for my own development. God, take care of yourself before you can take care of others. You, you can't give something you don't have. Exactly. That's great. Uh, you and I do share a similar background as it relates to uh, vocational church ministry or pastoral ministry. Uh, what are some of the challenges you see uh, in the 21st century church, again, as it relates to leaders? The biggest challenge I see is the competitive spirit. Mm. 
because everybody is, uh, you know, we, we measure things differently now. So let me uh, age myself. So when I was coming along, we used to ask, how many do you have in Sunday school? <laughs> now, most of our people listening to us Sunday saying, what? Sunday what? Right. Uh, and then we went from there to, how many do you have in Sunday morning service? Mm-hmm. And then after that, it became, uh, how many do you have on the weekend? Yeah, and then uh, it became how many members do you have, and now it is about how many sites do you have. Yeah, you know the yeah, multi-site yeah. movement. So, so I'm all for that. I'm not against that. I'm simply saying that if we get too numeric, uh, we lose what we've really been called to do. So the greatest challenge is finding your niche. And doing what God has called you to do, being, right. being true to yourself. Otherwise, we'll end up doing somebody else's thing in our place, and it doesn't always work. And that is true for ministry marketplace, you know, sacred secular. It's, it's true for everybody. When you start uh, saying, "Hey, I want to be the next," whatever comes to your mind, then uh, you have lost your identity, your uniqueness, and, and your, your purpleness, as Seth Godin would say. Uh, and you just lose yourself into somebody else's world. But we realize that you have a galaxy of your own. That's fantastic. And how you do with that and, and be yourself. So too much emulation and not enough innovation. Uh, I would say that. Uh, and even if there is innovation, we basically uh, tweak somebody else's idea yeah, yeah, and yeah. call it innovation. That's not innovation. And, you know, innovation, innovation basically, uh, you know, I have two definitions for innovation. One is serial failure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other one is an equation, which simply goes something like this. Great vision plus lack of resources equals innovation. innovation. Wow. Mm-hmm. So That's powerful. Great vision. Most, many of our people listening to us, I would imagine everybody listening to us has a great vision. Mm-hmm. Plus lack of resources. I think that will be 95% of people oh, yeah. listening to us. Lack of resources equals innovation. So if they're lack of resources but got great vision, the only thing you have is yeah. to innovate. But you cannot innovate by borrowing somebody else's wheel and just putting uh, some different colored spokes in it and saying, I got a new product. Now you just basically have somebody else's idea. Now that does not mean you cannot borrow somebody else's idea, but it's got to have enough of you in it for you to say this was something that uh, that came about from me. So in- innovation, new ideas, uh, emulation. I don't think there's anything wrong in emulating. But if all that's all you're going to do, then pretty soon you just become uh, a compiler of ideas. Right, right. And uh, if that is your gig, then get really big about that and go into compiling. But if you really say, I'm an innovative uh, thinker, I have good ideas, I have new ideas, then you have to say to yourself, okay, where are those coming from? What are they? And how can I generate new ideas? Excellent. You've written how many books now? 15? Uh, no, about 14. 14 books. Mm-hmm. So many of those are have impacted me personally, and, and I have recommended them to so many people. Thank you. Your latter series, which was just prolific. Thank you. And you recently wrote a book on culture, mm-hmm. which is so important. Most recently, you've written a book on something that's dear to my heart, and that is leadership pain. Yeah. Because I, I work with so many leaders who are are in that place 
I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Give us the, the thesis for the book. Well, I'll give you the thesis sentence and then I might even give you how it came about. Yeah, please. Okay. So the thesis sentence is this. You will grow only to the threshold of your pain. Let me repeat that. You will grow only to the threshold of your pain, which simply means the more pain you can handle, the higher you're going to go. So uh, when I do roundtables in my con- uh, conferences or if I do cons- consultations with small groups, uh, the question usually comes up more frequently than not. Hey, what's the difference between a, a large corporate CEO and a, and a smaller startup company? What's the difference between a large church pastor with 10,000 people and a pastor of 500 people? And I, I used to think it was other things. So it's not location. It is not your staff. It's not your budget. It's not your product. It really has to do with only one thing, the ability to handle more pain. Mm. And once I latched on to that start, started seeing that everywhere because every high level leader that you see uh, they have been through excruciating pain never ending pain and you ready for this increasing pain so people say you know when I get to a certain level I will not have to deal with this that the other when I have when I get to be the CEO when I get to be the chairman when I get to be a senior pastor the lead pastor when I am the lead dog Uh, I won't have to deal with all of this. And I want to say to you, the higher you go, the greater the pain. A good example would be presidents of the United States of America. Mm. Uh, Forget about being Democratic or Republican. Just at this moment, think about the presidents that come to your mind. They go in young. In just about a year, year and a half, uh, they have wrinkles. Their hair starts turning gray. Uh, they they can't don't have the lilt in the step. <laughs> they kind of walk a little slower. Now you know they have the best of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't stand in grocery store lines to check out. They they're not stuck in traffic. They make traffic for others, but they don't get stuck <laughs> in traffic themselves. Uh, they have the best diet. They have exercise. And they don't have to walk far to work, <laughs> you know, from uh, uh, from the bedroom to the Oval Office and so on and so forth. They're well taken care of. Yeah. But when you're the CEO, when you're the lead pastor, you're never off. You're never, you will never have a holiday for the rest of your life. <laughs> now, you may be out of the office. You may be on a Mediterranean cruise. But you're still on. Yeah. You're yeah. never off. And so the pain, the constant pain, the pain of making the right decisions at all times, the pain of being misunderstood, the pain of not having enough resources, the pain of competition, the pain of betrayal. I mean, on and on it goes. Uh, the pain of uh, just being exploited, mm. uh, the pain of betrayal, all those uh, pains go on. And so the thesis of the book is if you want to go higher, You've got to be willing to increase your pain threshold. And pain threshold is only increased by more pain. So so is pain my friend or is it my enemy? Pain is absolutely your friend. I mean, think of right now if, uh, if uh, the table we're sitting at right now uh, was a hot stove and I put my, it was hot and I put my hand on it and I didn't feel the heat, my hand would burn up. Yeah. 
pain tells me something is wrong pain tells pain is my friend uh and what we try to do is we want like to anesthetize our pain we want to run away from our pain in fact the first chapter of the book is called leadership leprosy wow. leadership leprosy in which it's a neuro- neurological disease in your your uh, ends of your uh, of your uh, nervous system start getting to a place you don't feel the pain and you start dropping toes and fingers and and extremities and, and i think a lot of people run from their pain they medicate their pain they deny their pain they pass their pain on to other people uh they become angry churlish i mean all those kind of things start happening pain is a friend and one of my chapters in the book is called pain partners which says you need friends to help you through the pain not friends with answers not friends with condemnation not friends with easy believism but friends who will help you uh affirm yeah you're going through pain man i know it is tough uh and and just be there as a pain partner for you that's great what what part does stress or unreasonable expectations play in this this whole pain matrix i think the pay play a big role uh, in there uh it is unmet expectations that create the biggest stress so where does stress and anxiety come from they come from the unknown uh-huh. uh if you're driving uh somewhere and you know where you're going there's no stress no anxiety but if you it's dark you don't know where you're going you're not sure the gps is going to take you to the right place because we've all had that experience oh, yes. in the middle of the cornfield you your destination is on the right and there's nothing but cornfields there you know uh so if you don't know where you're going there's anxiety i mean that's why people turn the radio off why do you turn your radio off when you're looking for a new place <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> you know, because, yeah, because of stress, you're trying to reduce that stress from your from your uh, brain. So, anxiety, stress comes from those the the unknowns. Now, when there are unresolved things in your life, that'll cause stress as well. So, the question is, do we ever live stress free lives? I don't think uh, there's any such thing as a stress free free life. But unresolved stress, undetected stress, unmanaged stress. continuous stress in the same area they all start creating anxiety and pain of the unknown and then dysfunction starts setting in mm-hmm. so uh, you know you heard the saying hurt people hurt people oh yes and it is it is because of some of those things that go on in our life and i said to people uh, it's not whether you are living a stress free life it's are you living a healthy life can you is stress manageable uh, what levels of stress can you man- do you know your stress thresholds mm-hmm. uh and, and when you get close to that uh, thing going off the the scale do you know what to do because these are recurring things in your life so almost everybody listening to me has patterns in their life right and those patterns in life are recurring patterns and the same thing happens again and again and again so there's certain things you can do to reduce your stress for example i travel a lot uh last year i was on 187 flights so that's a lot of travel now i have friends who like to slide in to the uh, into the gate right when the plane is about to take off they were you know that's not me uh i that's a stress that is manageable so i'll get to the airport early yes, yes. now I, i don't mind opening up my laptop i don't mind going to the lounge i don't mind doing whatever i need to do but at least i'm not worried about the TSA lines or those kind of things simply because that's a stress yes that i've chosen to manage yeah. uh how i work i work by the ohio principle o h i o only handle it once so if you look at my email 
There's nothing left to be done there. I'm always... I don't have any dangling dangling uh, uh, threads in front of me. So as I'm talking to you right now, there's nothing on my mind. There's there's nothing that I have to do. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so those are my ways of handling stress. Because I travel so much, I do not plan any more than two weeks out. Because in those two weeks, I could be in five cities. Oh, yeah. And I get easily overwhelmed if I look beyond the two weeks. Now, if I'm going to go international, I'll start doing some thinking on that. But all my domestic travel, two weeks out. So th- I'm just giving you some ideas. I talk to my wife uh, 20, 30 times a day when I'm not there. All of them are short conversations, 30 minutes, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Hey, babe, how are you? What's going on? This, that, the other. That's a stress reliever as well. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying, I'm giving people some ideas, Pastor Brian, right now to say to them, hey, there's certain simple things that you can do to keep your stress level down hence manage your pain a little better and not create pain for yourself listen there'll be enough other people creating pain for you yeah don't manufacture it for yourself absolutely how do you in the book help the leader identify or laser in on the root of their pain how how do we as leaders kind of get beyond the 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 symptoms and and recognize the cause and begin to deal with that? In most cases, you cannot self-diagnose. Oh, great. If, if you could self-diagnose, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't need anybody else's help. So you don't self-diagnose yourself physically. Uh, you don't self-diagnose uh, yourself uh, in other areas of your life and shouldn't self-diagnose. That's why you need pain partners in your life. Mm-hmm. The most important people in your life are the people that you give permission to speak into your life. And these are the people who help you carry your pain for you. Simon the Cyrenian helped carry the cross of Jesus, for example. You've got to have pain partners in your life. So the, the question becomes, is there a formula? Of course, there's no formula because everyone's pain uh Threshold is different. Everyone's uh, origin, the genesis of their pain is different. Uh, for some, it's a short-term pain. For some, it's been from childhood, uh, unresolved, whatever it might be going on. It depends on the journey they've been on in their life. And, and so I, that book is not about formulas at all. It is about understanding yourself. How are you wired? Mm. And how do you uh, go about how ha- what has been your pattern of dealing with pain? And how has that been working for you? <laughs> yeah. and, and what do you need to do to move forward into the future? Because if you don't deal with your pain, you'll certainly not be able to be the leader that you are meant to be. That's great. How, how do we grow through our pain? I, I know pain is our friend, but what are some of the things that take place as we persist through and, and, and persevere through the pain? Mm-hmm. In, in, the, in the first chapter, I give, a, I give kind of an equation. So it's four lines. So I'll say it twice so those people who are driving don't stop to write right now. <laughs> Please don't do that, but you can uh, play this back again. Uh, here are the four things. The first line is growth equals pain. That's the last line, sorry. Growth equals change. First line, growth equals change. Second line, change equals loss. Mm. Third line, loss equals pain. Therefore, fourth line is growth equals pain. Let me give those to you again. First line, growth equals change. Second line, Change equals loss. 
third line loss equals pain fourth line therefore growth equals pain mm. listen if you're not bleeding you're not leading wow i call that bleedership <laughs> wow <laughs> bleedership uh yeah you know when you when god calls you especially in the ministry uh he gives you a target and pretty soon you become the target uh so once you understand that all growth is about pain we call that growing pains yes so let me walk up the ladder again growth equals change you can never grow unless you're willing to change i'm not talking about little tweak yeah i'm talking about some substantial change and anytime you change something it's about loss so you as a leader are thinking about gains but 98% of people listening to you are thinking about loss be it a new location be it new leadership uh reorganization uh so let us say you get your staff together people listening to me you know they they they've got some some people maybe not paid staff maybe volunteer staff whatever they have they they get the leaders together and say hey we're going to reorganize while giving up the familiar what they got used to mm. in some cases there will be their power their position their influence <laughs> it's all about giving up change is all about giving up see people don't resist change they resist being changed Oh wow. So as long as it's my idea I like it when it's your idea because change says to me somebody else has more power over my life than I do. Uh imagine for a moment imagine for a moment that uh everyone who's listening to me I want you to imagine for a moment that you're standing in front of 25 of your staff your employees. I know you may not have 25, you may have 250, really doesn't matter. But you're standing in front of your leaders and here's a sentence you're going to say to them. Hey, we're having a great time but we're going to make some changes. <laughs> How many of those 25 faces have lit up with smiles and enthusiasm and claps and yeah, let's do it. Because everybody is saying, "Hmm, how will this affect me?" Mhm. So all change is about loss. The third line is therefore loss equals pain loss equals pain and that is where when you start making changes there's loss and loss leads to pain but once you make peace with the fact that if you want to grow there shall be pain yes yes <laughs> wow what what are some of the practical i know there's not a formula you've already mentioned that but what are some of the practical things that a leader can do to to own that to to make peace with it you just said a moment ago how how do we come to that point what are the steps to get to that point i know it's different for each person but just in general terms i think it all starts with a misconception we've all carried and the misconception is if i work this plan it'll work <laughs> and uh, that's a major misconception because you've got to know that uh, ahead of you are great trials and tribulations and difficulties and uh, so first of all we've got to get a grandiose pie in the sky uh, you know sweet by and by everything's going to be okay uh, in the church world something goes wrong we blame the devil it's not that it's, it's none of those things at all so uh, uh there are four steps especially if i could speak to people who at least uh, read the bible yeah uh, sure sure if i could speak to uh, christian friends right now and even non christian friends so in the bible every 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 
character, every individual went through four steps in that order. Four steps in that order. Number one, declaration. Number two, distress. Number three, development. And number four, demonstration. Let me give it to you again and then talk maybe 30 seconds about each one of them. Number one, declaration. Number two, distress. Number three, development. And number four, demonstration. So declaration is when you uh, are in a room and it dawns on you, this is what I was built for. Or there's a prophetic word in your life. Or if you're in corporate, uh, that was the time that your Mars Briggs uh, or whatever, you know, uh, something told you, your your boss told you, uh, this is, you're really good at this. Uh, Brian, you know, you are really, really good at this. And there's some declaration over your life. Immediately after that, expect Number two, distress. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. Now we think after declaration, we're going to see number four, which is demonstration. That's not true. Because immediately after that, there's going to be distress. Every Bible character, in, in fact, think about the Lord Jesus Christ. He's just been baptized. Uh, God the Father speaks over his life. The Holy Spirit flutters as a, as a dove. John the Baptist, the greatest man ever alive, is baptizing him. Next thing you know, he, he's being tempted by the devil in the wilderness. Uh, David, doesn't matter who, which Abraham, doesn't matter who you pick up uh, in the Bible, the, as soon as declaration of their life, there's going to be distress. So I think you got to know the GPS, where you're going. Don't get discouraged. Work through it because the purpose of distress is point number three, to develop you. Mm-hmm. And I think most people abort the declaration because they don't want to go through distress and the purpose of it is to develop you, to hone you, to mature you, to grow wow. you, to give you discernment, to make you wiser, to give you intelligence, to, to have you develop your friend circle, your pain partners that I talked about earlier. And once you go through that, then you'll be able to see a demonstration. So I think people who are listening to me right now have to ask themselves a question, uh, where am I in the, on this grid here? Uh, have I just heard a declaration? Am I going through distress? Should I go AWOL in the middle of my distress? What's the purpose of my distress? How have I become better because of the pain? Because the price of promotion is pain. Wow. Let me say it again. The price of promotion is pain. So 100% of people listening to me, sacred, secular, really doesn't matter. Church, corporate, doesn't matter. Uh, your next step is going to be filled with pain. Between step one and step two, there's pain. Now, that does not mean that all of life is pain. But life definitely has a lot of pain. And I think to your question, you have to see yourself where you are on the grid. You are here. And then you can behave yourself accordingly. Mm-hmm. Because the whole essence is, if I'm going through development, am I better now than I was before? So you just have to rewind uh, the significant uh, junctures in the last six months and say when this pain started where am I now? Am I smarter? Am I wiser? Am I more discerning? Am I more mature? Am I more patient? Uh, uh, Do I see a bigger picture? Are my horizons farther? You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And, and, And when you see that then you know you're getting closer to your demonstration. It's incredible. Well, we're almost out of time here. How how can people who are in our audience 
plug into Sam Chan? You you offer so much on your website. You have so many things that people can glean from on a weekly basis. How can people plug into you? And what do you what do you have out there? You know, I'm always excited about the last big thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You know, the, the next shiny object. Yeah, and the yeah last big absolutely. Thing. So, uh, so if you want to go to my website, Sam Chan, C H A N D. S-A-M, short for Samuel, S-A-M-C-H-A-N-D-D, as in David, dot com. You will see uh, like an orange bar. There will be four color bar, the orange bar, which says Tuesdays with Sam Chand. Tuesdays with Sam Chand. Uh, it's free. Uh, we won't sell you anything on that site. Uh, every Tuesday, you'll get a two to three minute video. On something practical, like I've been talking about right now, something real practical on leadership, about two to three minutes. Uh, when you click on that, it's going to ask you for your name and your email address. You put that in there, starting every Tuesday, you're going to get a two-minute video from me since Tuesdays with Sam Chan. And I think everybody, uh, thousands of people all over the world get that. Uh, I've received so many emails from senior pastors, from CEOs who take that two-minute video and uh, start their staff meeting things with that they, they uh, uh, create those for discussion points and so on and so forth so uh, when you go there everything is archived as well so I've been doing it since 2015 oh, wow. so it's been not been that long but man it's traction all over the world is crazy good uh, so all the archives are there so before you sign up you want to just watch and see what it is you can do that and then every Tuesday you can get that so yeah Tuesdays with Sam Chand just go to samchand.com and everything is available there for you and your book is there as well I'm yeah assuming. my book is there as well uh, you can get it on Amazon Kindle Nook uh, yeah you can you can get it any uh, any place you want to I would really encourage everyone to download two free chapters oh yeah you, yeah you can download two free chapters right there on my website of Leadership Pain the first two chapters are there if you like it, you can get the rest of it. If you think you learned enough in the first two chapters, it's all good. <laughs> You're incredible, man. One more question for you. Yeah. What is the most significant leadership principle that you personally have utilized as you've been walking this out for so many years? What's If you could just choose yeah, one that's, that's not so much to you. That's not difficult at all. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've thought, I've thought this one out. Family. Oh, that's brilliant. Family. I don't care, you know, I could write books and be the bestseller and speak at conferences, do consultations, do roundtables with small groups of leaders. None of that matters if my family's messed up. So I focus strong and hard on my marriage, especially because I travel so much. Mm-hmm. My two daughters, my best of all, my two granddaughters, oh, man. my wonderful son-in-law. So f- it's all about family. If I can't lead my family and I can lead a corporation, I have to stop and ask myself, what's my first responsibility? I got to lead my home first because that's where it all starts. And so if you are CEO, you're a leader, aspiring leader, emerging leader, large church pastor, what shall it profit a man (laughs) if he gains everything and loses his own family? It's all about family. That's the greatest principle I work hard at. It is constant work, but worth every bit of it. 
Sam Chand, you are an incredible friend. I want to thank you for doing this. I thank you for what you're doing. Before you go away, I want all my listeners to know that I've known Brian Holmes for many, many, many years. I've seen him in many settings. I've seen him when he was the head honcho, and I've also seen him when he was a servant leader. I've seen him serve. And I've also seen him serve at high levels. So this podcast is not just information that he's giving to you. This podcast is who he is. The message and the messenger are the same. Uh, what you hear is the heart of somebody who wants the best for you. So you, uh, all my listeners, you just need to know Brian Holmes is my friend. He's doing a great work. You're blessed to have him in your life. And if you will just take a moment and drop him a line, tweet, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, email, however you do it, and let him know. Brian, keep doing it. What a blessing to him. Thank you, my friend. You're incredible. God bless you. And you. Wow. I know that made a tremendous impact on you, and I trust you'll come back to this episode time and time again as a resource. Wherever you are right now in your process, just know this, whatever pain you're going through, it's for a purpose. It is to grow you, to make you wiser, more competent, more ready, more qualified to lead others to greatness. You can find the show notes and all the information about Dr. Sam Chand, the links and what have you that we talked about at brianholmes.com forward slash 129. That's 129, brianholmes.com forward slash 129. And I encourage you to plug into Dr. Sam Chand in every way you possibly can. I also want to remind you that we're offering this month a free course, the Four Cornerstones for Strategic Living, as our gift to you for subscribing to our weekly updates. Uh, Now listen, we want you to be informed because we're constantly bringing resources like Dr. Chand to you so you can grow in your leadership. And I, this, this particular course is so paramount. It's so fundamental to your personal development as a human being and that we want you to have this. Go to our website, top right-hand corner of the homepage. You're going to see a link, just a, uh, an access link for this course. Click that link, provide us with your name, your email address, and we will send you over the information to plug you into that course immediately. Also, I want to encourage you to share this episode with other leaders, with other individuals who are growing and developing and who might be going through something personally right now that would benefit from the principles that Dr. Chan shared. You can share that on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, wherever it is you hang out with people, share that. And hey, another great way of doing it is just pick up the phone and say, hey, you have got to go to brianholmes.com forward slash 129 and share and listen to this episode with Dr. Sam Chan. I have a couple of questions I want to leave you with today. And just in light of this topic, are there presently some areas in your life that you are experiencing deep pain? Uh, Maybe you're, you're a leader. Maybe you're a pastor. Maybe you are a CEO or an entrepreneur. But in your leadership sphere, in your leadership assignment right now, you're struggling. Things look bleak. There's, there's things happening that, that are causing you personally, maybe your family, the stress, the anxiety, the pain. And maybe God's calling you to raise your threshold of pain. And in order to do that, like any other resistance training, you have to to work with resistance in order to grow stronger. But are you there right now? Hey, are you running from your pain? 
or are you working with it in order to grow and increase your personal leadership effectiveness? I want to implore you, get the book, Leadership Pain. We, we tapped the surface at best today. This book by Dr. Sam Chan will fundamentally change your life and will give you the tools you need to process through this season and graduate to the next level so that you can continue to grow, to impact your generation, and to lead effectively. I also want to encourage you to plug into brianholmes.com. Uh, we have so many resources, and more and more we're adding things there. Get some people in your life that are positive, that will affirm you, that will walk with you, those pain partners Dr. Chan talked about. Get some people in your life that will help you to walk this out and do it with them together. Here's what I know. You are being summoned to a higher, more significant place in your leadership. Embrace the process. As Dr. Chan told us, it is sometimes difficult, but it is worth it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. We trust that this program has added value to your life and to the development of your leadership potential. You can join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com and by sharing this podcast with others who are seeking to take their life and leadership to the next level. May God bless you immensely. And until next time, remember this, you are created to lead.